Welcome, everybody, at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World Podcast. Y'all enjoying your day? Sweet, if not, whatever. <laughs> anyway, folks, today I've discussed a few WWE slash World Championship runs over the course of this podcast. There's one I kept thinking about. It's like, do I really want to cover this? And you know what? I want to do it just to get it out of the way. That is to finally discuss Rey Mysterio's first world title run, which happened all the way back in 2006. Now, before I can start talking about the title run and how it was booked, I'm going to have to give a bit of a backstory to all this. So, here we go. So, it's been established over the years that one of the closest people in Rey Mysterio's life was Eddie Guerrero. Both men had great matches, and one of the greatest matches in WCW history back at Halloween Havoc 97, and they would later interact as tag team and also as opponents in WWE. Of course, throughout 2005, that's when things started to change because early on in the year, both men were tag team champions, and then later on, after Ray, after WrestleMania, Ray and Eddie would start feuding because Eddie turned heel and he was like, oh, I got to defeat Ray Mysterio SA, even though you've beaten him four. I mean, if you want proof, look at your first WWE title defense after you won it back in 2004. But both men would go back and forth after WrestleMania up until, I think it was before Unforgiven, because their last match was a steel cage match on SmackDown in, in September 2005. And that fully concluded the feud. But unfortunately, tragedy was strike because a couple months later, as we all know, Eddie Guerrero would pass away from heart failure in his hotel room in November 2005. And after this, Eddie Guerrero would get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2006. But we'd also enter into controversial territories because WWE would end up using his passing in storylines and kind of exploiting it in a way going forward. And one man ended up benefiting it from the booking, and that was, of course, Rey Mysterio. Now, before the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, Rey Mysterio was temporarily taking champions with Batista. They won the titles for a brief period from Eminem before Armageddon. They lost a few weeks later. And following this, Rey Mysterio would then start to receive his push that he never received in the WWE. Like, the best he had done besides being tag team champions, I think the only other belt he ever held prior to this, I think, was just the Cruiserweight title, because I don't think he was ever Intercontinental Champion just yet. But we get to the Royal Rumble, and they do the whole backstage skits where Ray finally draws his number, and it's not shown. He's like, oh, Eddie. So he's like thinking that, Eddie, this is a prank from you. We find out, after, during his entrance with one of Eddie Guerrero's lowriders, he would enter the match at number two in the Royal Rumble. And Ray would achieve six eliminations throughout the match, the final being Randy Orton, who his last elimination would get him the victory, and he would win the 2006 Royal Rumble match with a time of 1 hour, 2 minutes, 12 seconds, defeating Chris Benoit's record just by a little bit from two years prior. Now, you would think, yay, Ray won the match. He did in honor of his fallen friend. Awesome. But then things went dark. Because after this, Ray Mysterio would get put into a feud with Randy Orton because of that win, and they would lead to a match going up at No Way Out for Ray Mysterio's world title run, and we would get that controversial promo where Ray is, like, honoring Eddie, and Randy's like, oh, Ray, you're looking up at heaven like Eddie's up there. He's like, hey, Eddie ain't in heaven. Eddie's down there. In hell! And the brawl kicks in, and it's still... Match happens at No Way Out for Rey Mysterio's world title shot at WrestleMania, and Randy wins by cheating. He's like, oh, I'm going to WrestleMania. Where are you going? Now, despite that outcome, the following episode of SmackDown after the pay-per-view, Teddy Long's like, holla holla, playa. I can't take the title shot away from Randy, but I can add to the match. And so he gave Rey Mysterio, added Rey Mysterio in the match, making a triple threat match, Kurt Angle defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio, WrestleMania. 
Of course, the match was a little bit short when the match happened, but it was still pretty good. Ray would get the victory after pinning Randy Orton to win his first of three world championships in WWE. And afterwards, he celebrated on the entranceway with Chavo and Vicky, like wearing tuxedos, they're happy, Ray won, he's a world champion, feel good moment. But then his luck started to run out. Because in, after winning the world championship, he ended up having 17 televised matches. And unfortunately, his win-loss record ended up being shit. First off, the April 7, 2006 edition of SmackDown, which I believe was the first SmackDown after WrestleMania, maybe after that, he would Ray would successfully retain the World Championship against Randy Orton. Now, three weeks later is when things really started to hit a brick wall because Rey Mysterio and Eddie and Kurt Angle would fight for the title, match it in a no contest because Mark Henry gets involved because Mark Henry was... Once again, reigniting his feud that he had a few months prior with Kurt Angle. So, world title match and no contest because Mark Henry. And then this is where things really drop again. Because the next week, May 5th, 2006 edition of SmackDown. Non-title match, Ray loses to Mark Henry. Not good. I mean, you got a small guy against a bigger guy. Not making your world champion look that good. The week after that, May 12th, Ray loses the non-title match to the Great Khali. Ugh. Week after that, May 19. I'm sure when you guys just heard me say that, you get flashbacks is what I'm talking about. Because on this night, Ray went up against Kane because JBL pretty much set him up for the match. But the match somehow ended in no contest when Kane decided, hey, I'm just going to attack JBL because he said May 19. No contest. What kind of sense does that make? Now, Ray would get a bit of redemption. Judgment Day, the following, like a few days later, he would retain the World Heavyweight Championship despite being bloody against JBL. So a bit of a high point. The following episode of SmackDown, May 26, he will retain the championship against JBL, which sent JBL into retirement. He was having legit injuries and issues with his back, so they used that to write off JBL off television. So that concluded the feud. The next week, June 2nd, 2006 edition of SmackDown, Ray would lose to Kurt Angle via countout in a non-titled match. Questionable there. Five days later, a show that I've reviewed on my YouTube channel, the WWE vs. ECW head-to-head -head show. They did this whole thing of WWE talent versus ECW talent to get ready for one-night stand. So, at the pay-per-view, Ray was scheduled to defend his World Heavyweight title against Sabu, and Rob Van Dam was going to challenge John Cena for the WWE Championship because of his Money Bank contract cash-in. So, on this special event, the challengers for World Titles challenged the opposite champions. So, Sabu went against John Cena, Rob Van Dam went against Rey Mysterio, and Ray would lose the non-title match to RVD. I get it, the friends, but... And you're trying to build up Robin Dan, but you also kind of had to sacrifice Ray a little bit there. Two days later on SmackDown, Ray would lose a non-title match to Finlay. Now, no disrespect to Finlay. I know he's, like, a very tough guy. Like, he's a veteran in the wrestling business. But he's not that kind of guy where, like, somebody can still look good despite losing him. Because Finlay was never ranked up that high on the card throughout his entire time in WWE. His, like, his apex was when he won the United States Championship, like, a few, like, around that same time after this. But it's just, like, still, Finlay, just, that's just a bit of a really type of situation there. So he loses to a guy who, like, a year and a half later, returns babyface by aligning with Hornswoggle and do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. My name is Finlay, and I love to have fun. Kind of questionable there. Now... The following episode, or the following Sunday, you had the one I say in pay-per-view, Ray and Sabu would fight for the World Heavyweight Championship, but the match would get ruled as a no contest because they had a table set up between the apron 
in one of the barricades. Ray was on the table. Sabu did the double springboard jump onto the top rope and dropped Ray with the DDT as both men went partially through the table because kind of it didn't break. And then the doctor was like, yeah, no more, no more. They, like, they can't continue despite that. I mean, Sabu's been through a lot worse. So in their order there to try to protect them, you have a no contest and kind of a cheap finish when we've seen Sabu go through worse. And because, like, it doesn't really make sense because, like, they didn't do anything with really of significance with Sabu after this. Yeah, he challenged for the ECW Championship at SummerSlam against the Big Show, and he was supposed to be in the Elimination Chamber December to December. But they didn't really have any long-term plans for the guy. So it's just like they're doing it just for the sake of keeping the title on Ray. They don't want, like, other guy, both guys looking weak. But yet, they didn't have any long-term plans for Sabu, so it was kind of questionable there. Well, the following episode of SmackDown, June 16, Ray would defend or defeat Gregory Helms, but of course title not being on the line. Both were cruiserweights, but the world champion defeating a cruiserweight. And I believe Gregory Helms was still cruiserweight champion. So it's just whatever. The next week, June 23, 2006, they wanted to keep Mark Henry strong because I think they were starting to build him up to get ready for the Great American Bash against Batista, which would not happen. So Ray would retain the championship via disqualification against Mark Henry. You gotta do something right. A few weeks later, July 14, 2006 edition of SmackDown, Ray would win, retain, or not retain, would win against William Regal, non-title match. Feels kind of random because they never really positioned Regal up to that height during that point. The next night after SmackDown aired, you had Saturday night's main event, tag team match, Ray, Batista, and Lashley would get a six-man tag team victory over Finlay, Booker, and Mark Henry. This, of course, was a match where Mark Henry would suffer a patella injury and would have to miss the Great American Bash. And then the following week, July 21st, 2006 edition of SmackDown, Ray would actually defeat King Booker in just a random throw-together match in the lead to the Great American Bash, which does not make sense. Like, you're getting ready for a title match at the pay-per-view, so then you have a non-title match beforehand, so you're kind of diminishing people's interest to see this big match when you're giving it for free, just under slightly different circumstances. And then, two days later is when it all came to an end because of the Great American Bash, King Booker! Would win the World Heavyweight Championship from Rey Mysterio due to Chavo Guerrero running to the ring, turning on Ray, smashing him in the head with a steel chair, and costing him the title. So that right there, 17 matches that happened on television between April 7, 2006 edition of SmackDown, his first match as World Heavyweight Champion, up until the Great American Bash. Out of those 17 matches, 8 wins, those being against Randy Orton, uh, the matches against GBL, so both of those matches... The DQ win over Mark Henry, the match over Gregory Helms, and that tag match. Oh, yeah, and Regal, yeah, you got the Regal match, and uh, the match at Saturday Night's main event, and, of course, the random match against King Booker, but then you also had six losses and three matches that ended in a no contest. So, eight, six, and four in terms of his record. That's not competent booking for world champion. It's like, you want somebody, you, if somebody's a world champion, they have to be looked at as that top-tier main event level guy and you have to book him accordingly you can't book somebody weak and still pe get people to invest in them and believe yet saying yeah this is a believable world champion you can only make somebody believable if you book them right and this is not the way to do it for ray booyaka booyaka 911 oh no emergency there goes my push so it's like this was just sad yeah you had some memorable matches like the match against jbl i liked at judgment day the match was very solid when i stand but a bat and finished with sabu and you had a pretty solid match of the Great American Bash, but you only really remember because, oh yeah, Chavo, boom, chair shot, that's it. So, 
I'm not a fan of Rey Mysterio's world title run, and unfortunately his other two title run world title runs would not be any better, because the one in 2010 was short and wasn't even referred to as the World Heavyweight Championship, as I mentioned in the episode of the podcast talking about the big old belt, and his WWE title run lasted for a cup of coffee, or more like, or, well, no, it'd be more accurate, a piss break. So it's just sad, I mean, I'll give Ray credit, like, he's one of the greatest luchadors of all time, one of the greatest mass wrestlers you'll ever see, greatest of our generation, one of the greatest in history, even with all the injuries, but unfortunately his booking with the world championships are just shit, and his first one was just a complete utter failure. Well, maybe almost a failure, like, based on the booking, but it's just like, they exploited Eddie's death just to get him a big push, and it's like, they got a, they got the goal of making him the world champion, but then afterwards, just like, okay, what do we do now? Because there's no competence there. But anyway, let me know what you all thought in the comment section below of Rey Mysterio's World Heavyweight Championship run throughout 2006. Again, it's just a shame. It's like, they gave him the title, but they didn't feel competent enough to book him to be like a main event guy. I get it. He doesn't have the size and everything, but he's over as hell with the crowd. Everybody still loves him to this day. Even with that one controversial night at Royal Rumble 2015. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, leave a like, comment what you thought below, subscribe with the bell, turn on if you're watching this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this on any other service that you can find this podcast on. And I shall catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. And good day, everybody.